When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Number one, happy Valentine's Day to my mother, Maddie Coleman, my sister, Tamara Coleman, my beautiful wife, Denise Coleman, and my daughter, Brianna Coleman. So I want to get that out the way, Mr. Harry Douglas. Well, for me, happy Valentine's Day to my mother, Mrs. Douglas, Mm -hmm. my wife, Mrs. Kiara Douglas, both of my grandmothers uh, that are here. They were at my house yesterday, Freddie. That was a treat to be able to see both of them. Uh My daughter, Harrison, Uh and my sister and my sister-in-law, Jamela and Ariel. So all the wonderful women in my family. Yeah, and all the wonderful women out there, happy Valentine's Day to all of you from all of us here, part of Freddie and Harry. But number two, Shannon Penn and Devin Kane, our producers, Take a bow. It all started yesterday, Harry Douglas. I'll let you take it from here with the jeans you wore that led to what we had at the top of the hour to kick off the show today. First, let me say this. I'm at the concert last night, uh-huh. and while I'm going to get something to drink, yeah. someone stopped me and was like, hey, bro, I just want to let you know I listened to the show today. Oh, okay. And you guys talking about Jabot jeans mm-hmm. brought me back to a time in my life nice. where things were just going right. So he, uh-huh. t- he basically want me to tell you, Freddie, as well. Thank you for bringing that up yesterday on the show because uh-huh. it took him to a place where he nice. can remember a lot of great things in his life. That's terrific. That's But fantastic. those Jabot jeans, man, it was a part of the culture. It was a part of who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, down south, we call it the dirty south, man. It's just something that we wore frequently. Right. And it was a staple, even though they were too big yeah, for me. I tell you, I showed my wife that picture last night that you sent of you in the jeans. She goes... That's Harry? <laughs> <laughs> it's different from me in 2024. I'm always in my suits, uh-huh. everything tailored. Back then, everything was baggy. But like you could have fit three or four people inside the clothes. Denise looked at that picture and said, wait a minute. She said she would not have recognized you if I didn't zoom in on your face because those clothes, they were, they were baggy to the 25th power. Let's put it that way with those pictures back then. Like you mentioned, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. We want to know from you as a part of when it comes to the moment you fell in love with your team. What was that special moment part of this Valentine's Day edition of Freddie and Harry? Let us know and join the conversation on the call-in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. It could have been the time you had your first FUBU jeans and you saw her from across the way. Could have been the first time that you saw a young man in his Jabol jeans and said, yeah, I got to get next to him. We want that kind of fa- flavor when it comes to the moment you fell in love with your Team Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. So join that conversation on the Freddie and Harry call in line. So now that we got the Valentine's thing out the way, the main thing, 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 the main thing with Freddie and Harry. So LeBron James and Steph Curry, things could have been in motion for those two to be teammates, not part of an Olympic team situation, according to Ramona Shelburne. And Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA Insiders. The Golden State Warriors were very, very eager. 
they wanted to try to make it happen to present a deal package, Harry Douglas, to the Los Angeles Lakers. Sources said neither the Lakers nor LeBron James were ultimately willing to explore it, but they could revisit this again in the offseason, especially LeBron James has a $51.4 million player option for next season. That could have been the biggest what-if ever in this era of social media, Harry. What if the Los Angeles Lakers traded LeBron James? And the Golden State Warriors had enough of maybe of a package for the Lakers to probably maybe think about saying yes. Freddie, it would have shook the table. It would have set off everything on the Internet. Remember how Super Bowl commercial Beyonce had that commercial about breaking the Internet? Yes. That's what this trade would have done. And also, in my opinion, the NFL is king. No doubt. LeBron James getting traded mm-hmm. to the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. in my opinion, okay. would have been bigger than the Super Bowl. Really? You talk about two superstars. You talk about two guys okay. with, that that, had, that 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 have been able to have the rivalry that they've been able to have uh-huh. over these last ten plus years. Mm-hmm. Two guys who are older in their career, still playing at the high of the heights. When it comes to the NBA, mm-hmm. now those two guys joining forces, we talk about LeBron James being worldwide. Yeah. That means something. It does mean Steph something. Steph Curry is also, in my opinion, worldwide. Not to the level of LeBron James, right. but he's worldwide. So now right. you have two of those guys combining together, if it would have happened, mm-hmm. joining one another in Golden State, it would have broke the internet, Freddie. It would have broke, broke, it, it broke it down. It definitely would have taken a hit in terms of never to be seen or heard from again <laughs> when it comes to the internet. I don't know if I'm going to go that way in terms of overriding the NFL, especially come to the Super Bowl, especially over 200 million people watch the Super Bowl. But I will agree with you to a certain point. It would have been on that same headline level. It would have been on that same headline table. It would not have just been the NFL Super Bowl over here and that over there. It, they, would have, they would have nudged him a little bit. They move over. I, I want to get something to eat, too. Move over. I want to get. I want to have a place at the table. Move over. Move over. Move over. It would have been to that line. I'll never overshadow the Super Bowl. But it definitely got a lot of people's attention that what if, if the Lakers had decided to say, hey, Golden State, that package can work. We'll move on from LeBron James if he would have okayed that trade. Like we mentioned, Ramona Shelburne, one of the two people, part of ESPN NBA reporter fame, that put this story out there earlier today on Adrian Wojnarowski that the Golden State Warriors reached out to the Lakers to try to get LeBron James. And she joins us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app hitter on Twitter at Ramona Shelburne. I'm going to start right there. Who was that person from the Golden State Warriors, Ramona, that decided, hey, let's reach out to the Lakers, see if they'll be interested in moving on from LeBron James? I mean, I think everyone around the league saw LeBron's tweet. It's like the hourglass tweet. Then you see the public comment. I think there was a question like, what, 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 do you, what do you tell your teammates? And he said, everybody needs to just do their job. Right? I mean, there was a lot of public grousing dissatisfaction in being put out there from LeBron. And there, we know of at least two teams that had the guts to call the Lakers and say, oh, what do you think? <laughs> right? So that's the that's the Golden State Warriors and the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and, you know, you can make the argument that every other team in the league should call, right? Like, every, if you hear something like that from a guy as talented as LeBron James, you should just due diligence, you should call. But the Warriors didn't just call. Like, this was a more concerted effort than Daryl Morey, the president of the, of the Sixers, placing a call, you know, a fun, you know, kind of a funny exchange between him and, and Rob Palenka, like, you know, would you would you trade LeBron? What do you think? And and he's, well, would you trade Embiid? Right? I mean, that, that's usually how those calls go. They're quick. They they turn around. But this was more 
involved. This was owner-to-owner conversations between the Warriors and the Lakers. This was Draymond Green doing his best recruiting case, and we know he's been a successful recruiter in the past. <laughs> this was this was a 24-hour period that um, both teams were obviously working on other deals. They were obviously distracted, and there was a um, a conversation that needed to be had between LeBron James and his representatives, like, hey, you know, nobody's going to do anything here unless you're interested. Um, and but the, and the fact the Lakers got the answer. Nope, LeBron doesn't want to do it. Well, all of the, all of this is just interesting in the fact that it it went beyond the initial. No, we're not interested. You know, joke between the two GMs. Right. This is this is a, these are a real conversation. I think it also speaks to the Warriors' boldness. Right to to have the 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 chutzpah to go do this. Right to say okay let. Hey, if, if we if we got LeBron James, we would be we we could win this year, right? And they they still think they can win, but I think there's also a you know, the same boldness that got them to go out and go get Kevin Durant puts them in this position, right? To to just make the call. You never know unless you ask. And then I think it's also this is what happens when a star of LeBron's ilk tweets, says whatever he has going into the trade deadline. I know it's sort of a yearly occurrence for LeBron to say things and put pressure on the team. But um, this is some of the fallout that teams call the check and take a temperature. So, Ramona, how far did the Lakers and the Warriors actually get in those trade talks for LeBron? Did it get deep or were those things shut down instantly? I would say I wouldn't say instantly because it went on. It went on for a day. Right. It was like 24 hours. But um, it was nothing got to the point where proposals or player names were ever exchanged. Okay, because there's no reason to go that far unless you know LeBron's into it, right? So they were sort of trying to get that answer, and that's really what went on for that that 24-hour period. But you don't involve other players and other people's names in there because once those names get involved in a real package, then everybody reads that, then then there's bad feelings. So it never got to a point where real player names were exchanged because there's no point in doing that unless LeBron was into it. 30 seconds left. What does your gut tell you about LeBron James finishing his career as a Los Angeles Laker, Ramona? I still think he finishes his career as a Laker, but this summer he has a player option. I expect him to see to take his time in deciding what to do with that. And it makes his decision going forward very interesting because, you know, the Lakers may not give him his best chance to win, right? And now you know that at least a few other teams have interest enough to call the Lakers and engage that. And so he, he will have that choice every summer that he's in L.A. for as long as he decides to stay in L.A. She's an SOS sister of the show. She's Ramona Shelburne, the terrific ESPN NBA reporter. Hit her on Twitter. She's a great follower. Ramona Shelburne breaking the news earlier today that the Golden State Warriors, along Adrian Wojnarowski, inquired the Los Angeles Lakers are training for LeBron James, but they are ultimately told no. She joined us here on Freddie and Harry. Ramona, always a pleasure. Take care and be well, my friend. Thanks, Frank. I still, I would have loved to see if that what if could have been possible. Not Ooh. because, not because I want LeBron to go ring chasing anything like that. You and I both know that it's about our show. It's about what's going to be best for the show. That's and right. if something like that had been able to break, I would have loved to have heard any kind of reaction from you, from Shannon Penn, our producer, from Devin Kane, our other producer, the people out there on the phone at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. I would not have said a word. I'd have said, Harry, what do you think? Shannon, what do you think? Devin, what do you think? Hey, what do you think? I would have been tasty pudding. If that would have turned out to be a reality. If LeBron said, you know what? Playing with Steph? Yeah, we can make that work as a final chance for us to get rings number five. 
since LeBron has four, and so does Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson of Golden State. It, it would have been a very unique situation, but also I would have been interested to see who would have been included in the trade package. Absolutely, right? yeah. Is it Andrew Wiggins? Is it Kaminga? Is it Clay? Mm-hmm. You know, who 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 Moses Moody? How many players would have been involved in that trade? Also, when you look at three guys in LeBron James, basketball IQ through the roof. Steph Curry, basketball IQ through the roof. Draymond Green, basketball IQ through the roof. Three guys on the court at the same time in which they have some of the best basketball IQ, I would say, in NBA history. Right. Would have been an amazing thing to see. But I tell you, Freddie, uh-huh. I did not want to see that. Yeah. See, I'm with you as far as that goes because sometimes I don't mind superstars going up against each other. I don't like the whole AAUization when it comes at times in the NBA. We haven't seen it as much trying to put super teams together. Organizations tried to pair guys together more than anything else. But players openly recruiting, I've never liked that about the NBA. I understand it. If you want to be a championship team and you have a chance to go after a guy like LeBron James or Kevin Durant or Jimmy Butler, et cetera, I completely, completely understand that. But I'm also really glad that the Lakers, to your point, and LeBron James said no. I'm glad that they said, you know what? Nah, we're good. We got to try to figure this out. Although it's been very, very conspicuous. We haven't heard a peep out of LeBron James since the Lakers did not make a move at the trading deadline. I think for me also selfishly, Mm-hmm. Being able to witness, right, this rivalry in person and from afar right. between LeBron James and Steph Curry, going all the way back to the 2014-15 season when those guys met in the NBA Finals, right? And, you know, LeBron didn't have the Kyrie. He didn't have the Kevin Love. And, mm-hmm. and, and the Warriors won that series 4-2. And then in 15 and 16, the Warriors are up 3-1. Draymond gets suspended. Mm-hmm. Then that ignites the fire in the right. Cleveland Cavaliers, and they come back and stop the Golden State Warriors from becoming the greatest team of all time and winning a championship this year. And then the following year, the Warriors say, okay, Harrison Barnes pissed down his leg. He couldn't <laughs> score a basket to save his life in that finals to t- try to help us win back-to-back titles. So let us go get Kevin Durant. Right. So they go get Kevin Durant, and they have him for the next, I believe it was three years. Three years, yep. One, two titles back-to-back, and then that third year, that's when Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, those guys got hurt, mm-hmm. right? But then 2020, 21, right. play-in situation. The Warriors lose to LeBron James. And then we seen last year in the NBA playoffs in round two, the, uh, the Golden State Warriors losing to the Los Angeles Lakers. And then most recently on ABC, we just seen these two guys face off right. in an overtime game, which was phenomenal. So yeah. just the, the rivalry between LeBron James, who pillar in the NBA, uh-huh. Steph Curry, who who pillar in the NBA. Yeah. I don't want to see those guys join first forces. I want to see the competitive nature between the two Absolutely. and also guys amongst their team and how ramped up it gets because of how dynamic those two players are. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. I got two things based on what you just said. Number one, let's say we'll do the what if game. Let's say LeBron and the Lakers go, yeah, well, let's make this work. And they put everything together, put the package together. LeBron goes that way. And Golden State sends how many players and potential draft picks that way to the Los Angeles Lakers so the Lakers can really, really start over. 
Anthony Davis would have been like, hey, wait a minute. You, did, did, you don't love me anymore? This is how you break up with me on Valentine's Day, LeBron James? Through email and a trade? This is what you're doing to me? It would have been just like, did you see the meme out there where the Fresh Prince is all alone in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, living, in the, room? In the living room and there's uh, yeah. no furniture, no family? That would have been Anthony <laughs> Davis. So that's number one. Number two, if you're LeBron James, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, at a certain point, you're going to have to start over whether it's with LeBron James or without him. And he's got 51.4 million reasons that he does not want to leave. That's a player option. Now, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you're going to have to revisit some things in the offseason with or without LeBron James. And LeBron James, you can tell he was not happy that the Lakers didn't make a move with the trading deadline. It's not that they didn't try, but they were not able to make a move. Because I said it when the trading deadline happened. If I'm any team in the NBA, Harry, I'm like, why am I helping you for? To make LeBron feel better? Screw both of you guys. I'm not doing that just to make sure that he's going to be placated and you get a better chance to win a championship and we get pieces in return that are not going to help us win a championship. No team in their right mind was going to do that, and they didn't have any reason to do anything like that. So now if you're the Lakers, what do you do? Because that situation and LeBron James's nose being crossed because you were unable to make a move to help him win a championship or at least be in contention for a championship with the team that's constituted right now, what are you going to do about that? Because he's the kind of guy that does not forget these things very quickly and very easily. Well, also for, for Jeannie Buss and also Rob Palenka, um, who's orchestrating things as well, for, for those two people, you have to say to yourself, okay, how do we make our superstar happy, but yeah. at the same time not selling our souls mm-hmm. and just giving giving in to everything that he wants to do? Mm-hmm. Right, Absolutely. because th- there have been moments where things have not worked out LeBron's way. So I, I think at this moment in this organization, you kind of it's a fine line, and, yeah. and you kind of got you got to find you know the in between. Yeah, you know, like what side do I straddle on? What side do I lean more towards? Mm-hmm. And LeBron James, he don't care. LeBron James, what will LeBron wants? Yeah, and he but wants at the same what he time, wants. Yeah, you're right. Rob Lincoln, GD Bus, they have to account for the organization. Mm-hmm. That's their job. Yeah, what's best for the organization? It's a fine line. The trade LeBron James. <laughs> it's a fine line. The trade LeBron James. Todd in Colorado. He wants to weigh in on this in the Freddie Harry call in line at triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Terrific, Todd. What you got? Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for letting me come in, Harry. You're my favorite guy on ESPN. I listen all day because I'm working remote from home. Um, but. I've got to express what a lot of listeners most likely are um, thinking the same thing. I am sick and tired of everybody on this network making excuses for LeBron James. He's done nothing to ever organically build a championship team. He's always had to go to Miami, to Cleveland, back to the Lakers, all over the place. He's constructing these teams getting coaches fired, playing the GM. Admittedly, with Steph Curry, he built two championships organically with Bob Myers and Steve Kerr. Admittedly, the two that they have with Durant was was not organic in any way. They took the best team and made it a completely unbalanced league. So I don't count those two rings. Although they're real, they were so heads and shoulders above everybody else. But at least Steph... He can hold his hat that those two he made, he was the leader and he was organically 
built championship teams. So, Todd, I'll say say this first and foremost. Thank you. Uh, let me see if I can continue to be your favorite at ESPN. Appreciate the love. Uh, but I will say this. I think what we also have to factor into this entire situation is that LeBron James is the chosen one, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of this doesn't even work if LeBron James is not the centerpiece of it all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? The, those championships in Miami, I, I, they, they're not happening if but, LeBron James isn't the centerpiece. Yeah. In Cleveland, when he went back, it's not happening if LeBron's not the centerpiece. When mm-hmm. he went to L.A., mm-hmm. it's not happening if LeBron is not the centerpiece. So we also can't forget that. On yeah. top of, we're talking about someone who was the face of the NBA before he even got to the damn NBA. When he was in high school, mm-hmm. and he still is that guy 20-plus years later in the NBA. So yeah. we have to remember that piece in it all. Todd in Colorado can be sick of LeBron James and what has he done to build teams organically. When you move heaven and earth for a guy like that, that's pretty damn organic. You don't have to want it like it, but that's a flat-out truth. Miami made it a point that LeBron wanted to play with Dwayne Wade. They went and got Chris Bosh to make it the three horsemen down in Miami, and they made the NBA Finals all four years. When LeBron wanted to go back to Cleveland, Kyrie Irving's already there, and they said, we got to get Kevin Love to go with him. When he left Cleveland to go to Los Angeles Lakers, they needed Anthony Davis. He said, I want Anthony Davis. They made it happen. You don't have to like it, but the fact of the matter is he gets what he wants because he's great enough that teams will do that for him. They did it in Cleveland, they did it in Miami, and they did it in Los Angeles. And the Lakers could have had their way until people decided not to help them. It would have been happening again at the trading deadline. You can blame LeBron James and say, what has he done? In 20-plus years, he's done more than enough for the NBA, whether you like that, Todd, in Colorado or not. NBA All-Star Weekend kicks off Friday night with the NBA Rising Stars game that's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations. And don't forget about the tune of the Black History Always NBA All-Star Special. You know who's hosting it? Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas. That's right. It's going to air multiple times this weekend, so catch us all weekend long, part of NBA All-Star Weekend on ESPN Radio. News out of San Francisco regarding the 49ers, a little fallout after they lost the Super Bowl. That way to Kansas City Chiefs. And we want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. On this Valentine's Day, tell us the moment you looked at that team and said, mm-mm-mm, I got to have them as a fan. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Tell us the moment you fell in love with your team. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is the Valentine's Day Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. As you heard from Christine Lee, Senior Sports and Update at the parade celebrating Kansas City's third Super Bowl championship in the last five years. Shots were fired west of Union Station near the garage. Multiple people were struck. And the KC police put on Twitter that they have already two armed people in custody. For more of that investigation, we will continue to monitor that situation. And when we get updates, we will make sure that you have them courtesy of us involving that situation, involving the parade for the Kansas City Chiefs and shots being fired during that celebration. Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Brother Harry, we already have fallout from San Francisco after they lost the Super Bowl that way to the Kansas City Chiefs three days ago after only one year's defensive coordinator. Steve Wilkes has been fired by the San Francisco 49ers. That's what Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, released to the media not too long ago. Steve Wilkes been the fall guy in three different situations. With the Arizona Cardinals, was there for one year. They decided that wasn't working out. They bring in Cliff Kingsbury. They hired Kyler Murray to completely flip that around. Then he's the interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Gets that going in the right direction. They decided that wasn't good enough. They move on from him. They bring in Frank Reich. He lasted 11 games. And now another fall guy situation where they looked at Steve Wilkes and said, sword, Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes, sword, and the San Francisco 49ers threw him right on that. Yeah, I think it's nonsense in my opinion. Uh, a guy that I had the utmost respect for and has been a tremendous coach in the National Football League. So when I think about this Super Bowl game, right, and did the San Francisco 49ers in the playoff first, Freddie, mm-hmm. did they give up a little bit more points than they did in the regular season? Yes, they did. But mm-hmm. in a game versus Patrick Mahomes, you held the Kansas City Chiefs, from an offensive standpoint, to 19 points in regulation. Well, guess what seven of, seven of the points came from? Off a muff punt and a short field. Sure. Mm-hmm. You held the standard Patrick Mahomes, the greatest player in the National Football League, and that offense to 19 points, to three points at halftime. And we're going to sit up here and act like Steve Wilkes is the reason why the game was lost. 
What about the defense when they were able to get two takeaways, right? When they forced a fumble right. inside the red zone or when they got the football, the offense, the football at the 44-yard line right. of the Kansas City Chiefs and, and, and the San Francisco 49ers couldn't even get a field goal out of it. Sometimes, man, I am just sick of the BS that goes on across sports. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. sad, and I hate that Steve Wilkes has to, continues, to continuously go through this time and time again and be the scapegoat for multiple organizations. Because I'm still trying to figure out why, with all that's gone on in San Francisco since they lost that weight in Super Bowl 58 to the Kansas City Chiefs, because Kyle Shanahan failed his football team. There's really no other way to say this. That's why, and I don't agree with players diming out their coach like two of their players did, Eric Armstead and also Kyle Juszczyk, saying that, yeah, we didn't know anything about the overtime rules. You should have taken that and kept that in the locker room, kept that in your cranium when it comes to both of those guys. That's not how you do that to somebody, especially when he's the head coach of your football team but has had your back. I just find it really, really interesting that a coach in Kyle Shanahan, once again, failed in a big moment, failed his team in a big moment. He's the guy calling the plays. He's the guy calling the shots. And his offense didn't exactly lie to Kansas City's defense. You know why? Because Kansas City's defense is that good. But a couple of decisions that he made that blew up in his face and cost his team that Super Bowl, but yet the guy that defensively essentially shut down Patrick Mahomes in the first half. And they got a pick at the first in the first possession of the third quarter. And they give a short field to a guy that is generally regarded as one of the top play callers in the National Football League. And you didn't fulfill your responsibility. By doing that, and I also go back to one instance. I'm not saying this set everything in motion, but during that championship drive by the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime, Harry, they're driving down the field. They were able to convert in a fourth and one, a third and a second and 14. They made that work. San Francisco lined up in the formation where they had five defensive backs at the first down line in the first and 10. Kyle Shanahan runs and calls a timeout, and I read his list perfectly. He said to Steve Wilkes, and he didn't say it like calmly. He yelled that bleep. He said, don't run that blank like that. And I'm thinking, boy, Kong not happy, you know, with the defense yep. going on there with the head coach in San Francisco, saw Kansas City score anyway. I'm not saying that that was the final straw for Steve Wilkes. I just find it very interesting for somebody who's usually calm and keeps his emotions. He got that emotional in that situation, and it was on public display when it came to Kyle Shanahan and his now ex-defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, in San Francisco. Looking at overtime, Steve Wilkes was trying everything, but at the same time, you have to account and remember who's on the other side of that, and that's Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Hey, Absolutely. I didn't care if you was running zone, man. The, the, the young man was locked in. Right, and we we've seen this on numerous of occasions. What was going to happen? Now, was it Steve Wilkes' fault that Jake Moody missed that extra point no. after one of the touchdowns? No, it's not Steve Wilkes' fault, right? No. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> was it Steve Wilkes' fault that he decided to to take the ball and then didn't want to go forward on fourth down in overtime? That that was Steve Wilkes' fault as well. No. Okay, that wasn't his fault either. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> put every put everything on Steve Wilkes. Well. You said this to me about who's in charge of that organization. It, it, it ain't the general manager. I'm telling you right you now. You told me that when it comes to John Lynch and Kyle it, Shanahan. If there was a little discourse, instead of working through it, right, and, and getting on the same page with one another, mm-hmm. hey, if I don't like this, they're going to get rid of the guy. Because Kyle Shanahan runs that organization now. Just, just in case none of our listeners knew. Kyle Shanahan is the guy that runs that organization. Trust me. You don't have to ask me how I know. I know. Yeah. 
I, I believe in your intel <laughs> as far as that goes. But if you have not heard the story, Steve Wilkes, after one year, fired by the San Francisco 49ers as their defensive coordinator, it does not smell right. It does. Th- this is just bad optics to me. But Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. This is just bad optics to me that not even 72 hours after what happened in that Super Bowl where you had the Chiefs on the run again, up by 10 points in the Super Bowl, then things don't go right because Kansas City called it a comeback because they've been here for years is what they do when Patrick Mahomes gets down. And yet with all the things you did not do as a play call offensively, the guy that dialed it up pretty good, not making excuses for him, go look at the game yourself. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Harry Douglas' word for it. That first two-plus quarters, that 49ers defense was kicking their behind and taking names when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. And I give the Chiefs all the credit in the world for finding a way to make adjustments against that defense that was playing white hot for the San Francisco 49ers. But if anybody failed that football team on that stage in that game, it wasn't the defensive coordinator. It was the guy that's in charge of everything that did not have either the right play calls or he did not have the right personnel or did not have the right information to tell your team going into overtime. Then you make a decision because you have confidence in your play calling ability and you couldn't get in the end zone, but you fired the guy that made it tough for Patrick Mahomes until the third and fourth quarter in overtime. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's hard out here for a man. <laughs> I'm going to leave it as that as I can. <laughs> well done, by the way. <laughs> a little song and dance when it comes to that. Speaking of NFL coaching news, the Washington Commanders are hiring Anthony Lynn, former head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, to serve as their run game coordinator. That's what they source to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Lynn was San Francisco's assistant head coach slash running backs the past two seasons. He leaves San Francisco. He goes to Washington. He's going to be the run game coordinator when it comes to Anthony Lynn taking that position and leaving the San Francisco 49ers. But hold on, Freddie. Th- think about this now. Anthony mm-hmm. Lynn is leaving yep. mm-hmm. a team that just played in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. to go join the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What, mm-hmm. What's, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. It is a stinky fish. Something, something, yeah. Something's going on that uh-huh. – we don't know what's going. What something's going on? Well, he does have a strong relationship with Adam Peters, the new general manager in Washington. So that relationship was going to be better for him based on that okay. than staying in San Francisco. But if you have a pretty strong culture with a team that was minutes away from winning a Super Bowl, sometimes relationships go can go by the wayside mm. depending on situations. I'm just saying, yeah, just putting it out there. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us, and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. We want to hear from you. It is Valentine's Day. We're hoping you're having a great Valentine's Day, whether you're single or not. We're hoping you make the best of this Valentine's Day. But you're not going to be alone because we want to hear from you. The moment you fell in love with your team, Triple H say ESPN. That is eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We wanted the first time that we want to hear from you. When you saw that team, you had those puppy love eyes. You said, "Ooh, we that team is for me." Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
dived. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is a Valentine's Day edition of the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Sirius X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio on this love day. You can call it a holiday, observance, whatever. It's Valentine's Day, and we want to make sure that we want to find out about your love the first time you saw that team that you love right now and you fell in love with them. We want to hear from you on the Freddie Harry calling line at triple eight say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. One of our favorites is the Mighty Wolf in Virginia. Three, two, one. (laughs) Respectful, respectful welcome for my back brothers. I love it. (laughs) Thank you, gentlemen. I I just want to say one thing real quick about the LeBron thing. Uh When LeBron's son gets recruited, LeBron promises to play for that team. How about that angle? On on the love and affection for the team, Jets, when you're a young man and you're looking for confidence and heroes and kind of role players in your life and you you find something that you love and you hear someone saying, stay out of my space, I got you, man, I'm bumping Uh you. Johnny (laughs) Sample talks to them offensive players like he owns them. Uh Uh-huh. You gotta love that. Uh, yeah, put it this way: Joe, the Wolf in Virginia. You and I share this in common. That's the first football player that I ever ever loved. Is Joe Namath of the New York Jets? Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe. I remember my mom and dad on my sixth birthday, Christmas of that year, nineteen seventy-one. They bought me the full Joe Namath football uniform: helmet, shoulder pads, thigh pads, knee pads, jersey, pants. The whole nine yards. There's a Christmas picture of me in my mom and dad's album where I'm thinking like I'm throwing the football in full uniform in the Jets green and white. Wolf and I shared that in common. That is still one of my favorite, favorite football players of all time. That's the first football player I ever loved. Was and Man. shout out to Broadway Joe too, right? The the, yeah, the championship that the Jets have is because of Broadway Joe back in 68. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the 69. Yep, exactly. You're right on Championship. It. You're right on it. That yep. completely changed the NFL because the AFL was looked at as the junior version thinking, man, those teams, the Jets, come on. They're not beating the Baltimore Colts. And they went out there and put it on them, 16 to mm-hmm. 7. And that set the stage because the next year they said that was a fluke. Then Kansas City put on the Minnesota Vikings. The AFL got a lot more respect and love because of what happened in Super Bowl three with the Jets. 
and Super Bowl for that next year when the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Minnesota Vikings. But both a lot of people did not think either one of those games were going to happen that way. Bobby in Atlanta, tell us the moment you fell in love with your team. Hey, guys. Yeah, um, my boy Harry will appreciate this. Uh, my freshman year of high school, we drafted Michael Vick. And uh, I just remember the day after at school, my buddies and I were passing around the Sports Illustrated of Michael Vick on the cover, Mr. Electric, and uh, just the whole school was a buzz and just got that feeling in your stomach. And I've been watching every game since. It's, uh, it's been a roller coaster of love, but never getting off it. Love the Falcons. Yeah, so for Michael Vick, um, you talk about Atlanta, right? And mm-hmm. we talk about culture and how it's a place for young entrepreneurs, but also people of color, like black people, right? That's what Atlanta embodies. And being able to have Michael Vick come and be the quarterback of that organization, Mm -hmm. it put it in another dimension. There are still people now to this day when I go to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Mm -hmm. they're number sevens in the stands. And it will always be like that because that's how much Michael uh, Michael Vick meant to not only the Falcons but the culture of Atlanta – and how a lot of people could relate to him. No doubt about that. You're right. He, many, many years after that whole thing involving him, yep. there's still people that have plenty of support, as he likes to say, plenty of love for Mike Vick in Atlanta and in that state of Georgia, no matter what had gone on with him outside of the football field. What's so funny now? Why, why I was in my Jabot jeans when I was watching Michael Vick. Why you know? am I not surprised about that? You got a lot of Jabot jeans, huh? I, I, I'm not so. You probably had the white tennis shoes on, white sneakers, didn't you? Didn't you? You know it. I, you know I, it. I just want to make sure we understand. Hat each other. backwards. Oh, dude, if you had your hat forward at that point, then there should be no picture of that. You're going to get clowned <laughs> by us if we see your hat forward and not backward in those pictures with your Jabot jeans on and your Michael Vick jersey. One of our favorites is Miss Kelly in Illinois. Miss Kelly, on this Valentine's Day, tell us the moment you fell in love with your team. All right, bye. Kelly? Uh-oh. Did, did she hope, leave us? I hope, I hope, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Just wanted to make sure you were there. We thought we heard the phone hang up. Oh, I what? was. My administ- Well, my administrator just called me. Okay, so okay. I'm going to tell you something. I was born in the great state of Wisconsin in 1962. I can remember 1966 watching CBS Sports. There was no afternoon shows. They were only at noon, sitting on my father's lap. I was hooked. I was the one that went ice fishing with him, regular fishing. I baited my own hook, took my own fish off, and I bleed green and gold. Love my Packers, and I thank my father for that. May he rest in peace. And I want to give my heart help. Please, everybody, be okay in Kansas City. Amen. Amen yep. to that. For those who don't know, well done by Kelly in Illinois, talking about her dad and the Packers and also disturbing situation involving the parade for the Kansas City Chiefs today, celebrating their championship, and multiple shots were fired at Union Station near where the parade was happening. If any any more information that we get, we'll make sure that we relay that to everybody. So, Miss Kelly in Illinois, thank you for that. And how many people have that experience of, loving their first team because of their dad or because of their mom or because of their older brother that you wanted to be like them and be around them. And what they loved and liked, you wanted to love and like that brought you even closer together as far as that goes. I'm, I'm hoping to have those experiences with my kids. Like my daughter, uh, I got a chance to take her to college game day and she uh-huh. sees what, I, what, what I'm doing in the media world. Which so, one? Which college game day did you take her to? It was, la- it was last year. It okay. was at the University of Georgia. Oh. University of Georgia. Between the hedges. And I was going to bring her again to University of Georgia this year, but it was pouring down, raining, and couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't think Harrison would have stood for that. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Let's call not, Harrison. Not, not Miss Bossy. <laughs> yep. 
I don't nope. think I don't think Harrison Douglas, Miss that young lady, first drop of range, she go on on my hair. Uh-uh, no, I, I can't picture your daughter <laughs> wanting to be a part of that. No matter how cool it would have been to be a part of college game day. Keep weighing in at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on this Valentine's Day edition of Freddie Harry, Harry Douglas, and Freddie Coleman. Tell us the moment you fell in love with your team. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. And someone believes the first three picks in this year's NFL draft will be quarterbacks. But who will be the second after the Bears take USC quarterback Caleb Williams first? And is he worth all that attention? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.